0: DJ it's time to talk jazz basketball with Tim Lacomb, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Here on the pre half and post-game shows. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any iPhone, uh, lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Tim, good morning.
1: Good morning. Tim, How are good. How are you? I am super, super, super. Glad no, somebody is.
2: <laughs> I stayed up last night watching the, you know, the the votes pour in New Hampshire. I'm all into this fun election cycle. Um, that's a whole other topic, but man, is it fun!
1: Yeah, well, we can go there. What'd you think of Romney's thing, man?
2: I'm all about Romney, man. <laughs> We share we share kindred uh, Boston roots, you know. Oh,
1: he's from Boston. So I'm all now? about Romney. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, where you are, uh, that's where you are. That's where you're from. <laughs> that's where you know. It's your experience. I'm telling like Joe Biden right now. Anyway,
0: answer this mystery of the universe for jazz fans: How can they be so good, then be so bad, then suddenly be so good again?
2: Um, you know, it's interesting. I I get asked that all the time, and I think that uh, seasons just take on lives of their own, uh, and they are just totally, uh, you know, 82 games of, of trying to figure out the very best way to attack the playoffs um, to win a championship. So you're, um, you know, you're playing a lot of games in a fairly condensed period of time. Um, there's travel involved. There's all that stuff that, you know, we all know, but... Do we really know? Um, and then, you know, for this particular Jazz team, there's there's almost years. You know, there's the kind of the team they started with and then they made the moves, um, kind of went through some injuries. Now um, Conley looks to be, you know, trending up as far as help and play. Um, and the team it really kind of, from a tough situation, kind of turned it and, and won some games that, you know, were in difficult places to win. So I would just say the answer to that is that a season, um, you know, is really kind of unique to everybody. And I think everybody goes through different processes. Um, The NBA is unique because unlike college, I mean, you can be that much better than other teams and just kind of roll uh, like we see Gonzaga do. Um, The NBA is different. Um, They, you know, every night there's really good players that are capable of torching you and if you're not completely dialed in or, or on, then it could be tough. So, uh, credit to the Jazz for getting this—you uh, know—the losing streak turned around and making it a winning streak.
1: You think Conley's found his way?
2: I think uh, more so. I don't know that he's—if you'd ask him if he'd be all the way, you know, found his way. But I think he's—he's he's more so comfortable. Um, I think he's starting to understand where his spots are, and uh, and certainly been more efficient. And so I think it's definitely, like I said, I think he's trending that direction for sure.
0: So is one of the big questions for jazz players when to break the offense? Because when they move the ball side to side and get defenders moving, defenders get tired of that, especially at elevation on a long road trip. But you got guys who, you know, Clarkson wants to break the offense and attack the hoop. Absolutely. Um, Moutier, when he's playing, does. And I think... Uh, Conley does also. But to a lesser degree, you know, we see Joe go to the hoop and look off and that left-handed layup. Bogdanovich, I think we all want him to, you know, drain threes but not always settle for him. So it's a question for a lot of guys, maybe just a little more so for a handful of guys. Is that the biggest thing for guys to adapt to? And for yeah, Conley I think that's, the
2: probably, that's probably the most different thing about this offense and this system. I mean, I think every coach, you know, around the league, you know, they start the season, they talk about getting everybody involved and getting the ball reversed. Um, but, again, you're playing in a league with such talented players that part of teams' advantage is while that ball's being reversed to be able to rip through, gain an advantage, create, um, or, or, yeah, or, or have help have, be required, and then that just kind of, because you drove it, because you required someone to step over for help, then you've kind of, in a sense, been able to reverse the ball one more time off of that penetration. Um, And I think that's what the guys are getting better at. You mentioned Moutier. Um, He's a guy, in my mind, that from where he started the season and kind of the way he approached basketball and just this last game, you know, when he gets into games, it's just he plays with so much more of a purpose and understanding of what they're trying to do. And it is unique, and so it has taken a little bit of time. But... You do see, I think you start to see the foundational pieces. Um, And I think what's exciting is they can, um, all those guys you mentioned can break the offense, but they also can get you a bucket when you need it. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't always been the case. You know, there's always been a a few guys on the Jazz that were kind of basket getters and everybody else was helpers. Um, I think this year that basket getter list is longer and you can kind of attack teams differently. Yeah.
1: Yeah and on that basket getter list you've got to put Mr. Jordan Clarkson who's just obviously been great how do you explain how good he's been
2: I'm telling you I love him um, when the Jazz made the move I, I <clears throat> jumped into a bunch of film on him and uh, and kind of just started reading about him and um, you know I, I wasn't really sure what to expect and how he would fit because we've seen guys come into the Jazz system through the years and it hasn't you know, haven't gotten out of them what they've got in other places. Um, I think more than anything, Jordan just kind of humbled himself to understand that this is a really good team, and um, and then he saw obviously the opportunity to to be a huge piece off the bench, um, and has I mean he just uh, he he is a bucket getter. Um, he's had you know just great nights. Um, he's going to shoot it, you know. It, but I don't feel like he he's out there forcing a whole lot of shots. I just think he's another guy when things bog down or people start really paying more attention to Donovan um, or Joe or Boyan. you know, that Clarkson just come in and sting you.
0: Tim Lacombe, former BYU assistant, now in the Jazz pre-half and post-game shows, joining us here to talk about the uh, – the <laughs> the Jazz and how the season is just completely turned around. So, do you think there's another roller coaster going forward, or are there few enough games left now that a team can get on a roll and stay on up for the rest of the season? Or we have to brace ourselves? This is going to happen again?
2: No, I, I, that's what's beautiful about a season. You just don't know. You know, it's a, it is a roller coaster, but it's kind of a roller coaster in the dark, like Space Mountain. You just don't know what's coming, man. Um, So you got to be buckled in, you know. That's what Bowler instructs us to do all the time. Uh, I think as a a Jazz fan, it's wise to get buckled in. Um, But how fun is it to be uh, talked about, you know, as a team that's in the top half of the West uh, that really could challenge for um, one of the the top spots? And uh, and then as this team, what's really exciting to me is when you start looking at the playoff potential, and that's all about matchups, but... Jazz are going to be a difficult matchup for other teams, way, way, way more so than in the past because of what we're talking about, the options that they have. Um, you can't just go sit guys on Donovan now um, and, and take care of Rudy's role and call it good. Um, you've got to get the closeouts. You've got to be able to defend a closeout so they don't just rip through and drive you. Um, you've got to figure out who's going to guard Bo Young because the Jabs do a great job posting him when there's a smaller guy on him. So there's a lot more stuff to think through. Um, my guess is there'll probably be some tough spots still along the way because I think that's how this game works. I don't think you ever go unscathed. I don't think you ever figure it out um, all the way. But again, if you're looking at trends and data points and that sort of thing, you got to be excited.
1: In the interest of a hundred percent accuracy, Tim, it's not buckle in; it's buckle up.
2: Well, I, I just I use my artistic license.
1: Okay, I've revoked that license though.
2: See, here's the problem with with ninety percent or ten percent of, of Americans, they they go after you because you're you're cooler than them. Because yeah, that's my that's my Bernie Sanders. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like to break into different things. I, I you know, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, I, I can live with that. Uh, okay.
2: I knew you'd like it.
1: Do your Hillary.
2: I don't have a Hillary.
1: <laughs> Neither do we, thank goodness.
2: But thanks, but, but thanks for it. <laughs> that's somebody else's problem, big dog. <laughs> that's still Bill's problem. Um <laughs> Thank you, Yuck. for those two nights there together. Really,
0: I, I, that was needed to really
2: complete the whole thing right there. My favorite thing too is we get into this, DK and I, and just become school children, and DJ just slides away from the parade. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for it to settle down. Well, and it doesn't okay, feel like it now. doesn't
0: feel like Space Mountain, where on your track and you know it's going to be all okay. It feels more like you're up on two wheels, and you might roll that baby over. <laughs> That's part of the fun.
2: <laughs> well, because the problem is you have a lot of history with the dude across from you, <laughs> and you've got. You found history with the crazy man on the phone. So you know that this thing could go
0: bad. True story in high school basketball when I was buried on the bench. A uh, wealthy kid at our school who had a nice fast car from his dad that was brand new that really would have irritated PK. he, He rolled and he dislocated his elbow and that was the end of his basketball season and I began to play more.
1: Way to go. Yeah. Get story. in there, hustle. Make the hustle play. That Help the all. ball club anywhere way you can. <laughs>
2: well, while we're sharing high school basketball stories, then I got a quick one for you. Go ahead. I, I too, was uh, relegated to the end of the bench for the majority of my career. Um, and one evening, uh, the guys all came in, and I, thought, I saw an opportunity to make a little money. Um, and so I said, hey, guys, it was, you know, the back in the era, the rip-away sweats that were so cool when you got called into the game, you know? And... Uh, they all were in there, and I said, "Hey guys, what if I just wear my jock strap under my ripaways? Because I'm that sure I'm not getting in the game tonight." And the guys all laughed, and I said, "No, I'm serious. Like, what would you guys give me if I just went out there?" And the coach called me in. I just have to tell him I can't go in, you know. But if not, I
0: can't go in. I'm not uh, then I'm pants. safe.
2: So I gave. I got. They all pitched in ten bucks. Uh, I noticed 13 guys on the team, so I made 120. Um, <laughs> and I sat there that whole night in my jockstrap strap and tearaways, never went in the game, and it was a $120 picture. That's one of the best success stories of the Lacombe playing career.
1: Way to you go. Way to be an athletic supporter. I like it.
2: Please hit that, Jake. Ah, you're just late on the switch. <laughs>
1: he,
0: he'd actually stopped listening to the show at that point. He was listening to another morning yeah. show.
2: Like everybody
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog. So I got to ask you about this Mel Tucker thing. He rumor, uh, worn well, not rumor, but word is out that he's going to take the Michigan State job. And two days ago. He goes out on Twitter and says, I'm committed. I'm flattered, but I'm committed to building a program here at CU. And then just a couple of days later, I mean, they're going to double his salary. Uh, fine. Go, go take the job. But is there anything we can do for the players that they're just – If they want to transfer. And I bring up the Jason Shelley thing at Utah. He wants to play quarterback. He's already redshirted. He's a junior. So he'd have to he's not ready to graduate. So he'd have to sit out a year unless he drops down to the lower division. Can we get away get rid of this and just allow these kids to come and go as they want? Because obviously coaches in the same breath, the next breath, I'm staying, I'm committed. Oh, you're going to give me $5.7 million? I'm out the door. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so my commitment is waning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think that the way this could be solved. And right now we've got this arbitrary, you know, transfer system where you're good to go if you've graduated. You can go play somewhere else, um, which is is I think that makes sense. Uh, and I think that that's been a good step. Uh, I think the second thing they need to do now is they need to. To take the the transfer situation and basically allow one free transfer for every player from the time they enroll um and that would cover if they're not happy in the situation if a coach leaves, but you know I think they need to because right now you know, for instance, Jason Shelley, who sat and waited and wants to play, that would allow him to continue his career, not have to go sit out a year um. You know, in a situation like the guys in Colorado, you know, maybe some of those guys were recruited by Coach Tucker. They want to go to Michigan State. The new guy wants to bring people with him. I think that that would be one way uh, that would take the NCAA, like, out of it completely where they're not making judgments based on one thing or the other, which is all a mess anyway. Um, but if they gave almost just one free pass, you got to get out of jail free card, yeah. and you could use it. I think that that would make a ton of sense. but. Again, probably too much sense for the NCAA to put it.
0: Okay, so the Big Ten has already floated that that is out there, and I'm thinking that's a little trial-blown to see public reaction. And with this, I think public reaction was already going to be behind it. Now it's definitely going to be behind it, in my opinion. And I'm figuring because it was already floated the way this works, it's going to happen. Do you consider it pretty much a done deal now? We're just waiting until the convention to finish it up and whatever. you know, They pass the legislation. They're back in Indy now, I think, so.
2: That would be my guess. I think that that, I agree with you. I think they do slow things out there, let everybody kind of simmer on. I remember that the, uh, the graduate transfer thing was that way. um, And it seemed really crazy. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, stamped in law. So uh, I agree. I think that's what they'll do. I do believe that the general public, everybody will be excited about it because the one thing the NCAA has to get really serious about really quickly is the ability to take care of players and, and their rights and, Again, when you see another situation where you're talking about millions of dollars and a coach, um, you know who's committed and then leaves, I think it just it it just makes that issue with students' way much more, um, you know, public and more. There's way more scrutiny on stuff like that.
0: Tim, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, you and all your voices.
2: Yeah, sorry to delve into Bernie, but. I watched him a bunch last night. I am starting to kinda of get his anger down and um he's not real not really a big fan of the wealthy, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. He hates DJ. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Can you imagine if he saw DJ's tax tax return? Oh boy.
1: But doesn't the Bernster, doesn't he own like three houses?
2: No, I think he lives under a bridge.
1: He's not a fan of your wealth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, we'll leave at that. I love you, boys. (laughs) Thank you,
0: Tim. Tim McComb, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Here to talk a little jazz. Jazz and the Miami Heat. Tonight, John Crotty played for the Jazz twice. Now TV analyst for the Heat. He'll join us coming up at 9 o'clock.
1: And John Crotty and I were born in the same hospital. There it is. (laughs) Bring that up again. (laughs) He was impressed last time. Let's do it again. We're from the same place. Johnny C. and me.
0: You will bond with him at the top of the hour on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
3: And now, attention! top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Utah Jazz won three in a row. They'll try to make it four in a row tonight against the Miami Heat. Both teams, 35 wins, 18 losses. Heat do have a losing record on the road. They're 1-3 and three on their current Western Road trip with the only win being over the Warriors. Jazz in the Heat tonight, 7 o'clock. Vivint Smart Home Arena. The zones coverage begins at 6 o'clock. Clippers lost to the Philadelphia 76ers last night. 110-103. Paul George, a terrible night, shooting the ball just three of 15. Kawhi Leonard went for 30 points. Rockets beat the Celtics 116-105 at home. James Harden with 42 points in that game. He and Russell Westbrook combined to shoot 31 free throws. Utah State didn't shoot any free throws until the very end of the game when CSU was fouling intentionally. Only shot four in the whole game, but they win 75-72. They beat Colorado State. That's win number 20 for Utah State. They're 20-7 on the year. Sam Merrill had 20 of his game-high 32 points in the second half as the Aggies win. Top of the Wire brought to you by Minky Couture. What are you giving your valentine? Make it a special personal gift for Minky Couture. Learn more at MinkyCouture.com. Big,
3: Big Show. Sure. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys.
0: Big night for the Utah Jazz. They have now won three consecutive games. Jordan Clarkson continued his red-hot play. We see the 25 points on an efficient 10 of 17 shooting, but how about eight assists last night? The contribution this
3: guy is making to the Jazz is fascinating. He's always been able to score, but now he seems motivated by purpose. He knows his team needs him, and he knows his team can be really good with him. And that combination is making him play even better than some of his
0: other
1: stops. And it's infectious.
3: Turn this up. Catch the Big Show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. We're getting a lot of reaction here on Colorado. If you're waking up this morning, Colorado is going to have a new football coach. Because Michigan State's got a new football coach. And the Spartans' new football coach is the Buffs' old coach, Mel Tucker. One and done. He's out. This is a major blow to their program. Double in his salary. Totally agree. Whatever he improved it in one year, it's a bigger setback losing him. Mm-hmm. You can say it's a roller coaster. It was going up, but it's gone down further than it was. And it's not the first time this has happened in the Pac-12. This is now two coaches they've lost to other power, conf- power 5 conferences just here in the last, what, when did, uh, I, I don't remember the date, when did Leach jump? Was it three weeks ago or something? Yeah,
1: within the last yeah. month or so.
0: So there's that, and now it's also twice in the last three years that the conference has had a one-and-done coach to go to another Power 5 conference.
1: Sun Devils just lost their defensive coordinator. He was literally a one-and-done. He only coached the bowl game.
0: <laughs> it's not a one-season-and-done. Mm-hmm. A one-game-and-done
1: yeah because their head coach got the New Mexico job which we all understand then they promoted the guy so he coached the bowl game and then he left and then where did he go? Syracuse Syracuse Syracuse, yes the coordinator yeah Yeah. he went from Tony White right coordinator from Tempe to Syracuse and then they just hired. Marvin and that was a Lewis. lateral move,
0: right? He landed as a coordinator there. Well,
1: Correct. he had been a coordinator for. Right. the So for he's the coordinator summer. to
0: coordinator, and now we got two head coaches to head coaches, and, and you have the you have the promotions like you talked about. Marvin Lewis getting hired as co-defensive coordinator with Antonio. Antonio Pierce. Pierce. If
1: you haven't played in the NFL or coached in the NFL, we've got no need for you. Yeah, you're not going to <laughs> ASU. <laughs> yeah,
0: Douglas. Douglas Jardine tweets at us, if Urban Tucker wants to leave, it's up to him. Oh, I see what he did. Yeah, see. <laughs> Clever.
1: Fine, it is up to him. But don't come out on Sunday and say, I'm committed to the
0: program. Well, we got theories on how that went. Andrew says, MSU. We're going with Fickle. Tucker on Twitter. I'm yeah. staying with CU. Yeah, I know. Fickle, take this job and shove it. MSU right. to, to, to Tucker. Fickle said, no, please be our coach. Tucker, where do I sign? Well, this is going to look bad, but I'm going to double my money. And all those kids he just recruited. See ya. Yeah. Not even going to practice one time. <laughs> <A> <laughs> all week. in or in the way. And don't be in the way of me going and get that money at Michigan State.
1: A week. Literally a week to the day.
0: So Eric tweets at us, I don't care, not even a little bit. Is that because you don't care about the Pac-12, or is that care you don't care about college sports? What percentage of potential, since it's all about the money, it's all about business, what what percentage of potential fans bail on college sports because of stuff like this? Coaching carousel. You you don't don't care, but
1: if you are Jason Shelley's father, tell me you don't care, right? You don't. You have no reason to care. But
0: the colleges should care because they're all trying to make more money and they're losing fans over stuff like this. No, no, Because you don't think so? No, you don't think some people look at college sports and go, "What a bleep show!" I am going to go over and root for the pros where I know it's all about money. No,
1: no, this doesn't turn fans off. No, you can't. Only your team. It's your school. Man, it's your school. If you, you guys, we got people around here who root for schools they never went to. It's well, don't not think their it's, school. I don't think it's just here. I think that happens everywhere. Here being the planet. Okay. <laughs> and so it's you can't break from your school. It's your school. And so you're uh, the second they start winning, you're going to be in. Come on. No. That, and sure, you're going to have a couple of people leave, but whoop the freaking do Kirk says, I don't blame him one bit. The Pac-12's horrible.
0: So this is the Pac-12 falling behind by money. If they had the money to pay him $5 million, he wouldn't have left for $5.5 million at Michigan State.
1: Then fine, say, you know, I'm going to take this job, but the conference is really bad, and the second I get my money doubled, I'm out. <sighs> don't tell me two days ago, I'm in. And this is the number one story in the Denver Post. Oh, sure. Yeah, people waking up to this this morning. At Coach M. Tucker is a liar, now an undeniable fact, a hypocrite and a scumbag. It's garbage like him that make me appreciate even more loyalty, morality, and the general goodness of Tad Boyle. He's their basketball coach. Brock Huard. He's a, uh, which one is Brock? Brock's the commentator nationally works for Fox Sports. Damon is the local one. Damon works for Washington. Yeah, Yeah. okay, they both played quarterback and all that. Correct. one of their sons is going to be signing with Washington. Is it Damon or Brock's son. I think it's Brock's son. Pac-12 presidents, I don't know what more you need to see. The, quote, Conference of Olympic Sports Champions (laughs) has now lost Peterson, Leach, and Mel Tucker in less than two months. Each of their decisions were unique. But if this is not a final wake-up call that you are choosing not to care... Oh, no. Excuse me. If this is not a final wake-up call, then you are choosing not to care. <laughs> really? Is the Pac-12 going to pay? Is that it? Just pay more money to these guys? Is that what these guys need? They need more money? What is caring? Is this the only way to care is through money? Yes. So 2.7 to live in Boulder well, apparently it, isn't good enough. It, right. You need $5 million? Needs a little strong, want. I mean, I don't think you need $5 minutes. Does Tucker stay if Colorado comes in and says, all right, we'll give you 5.4. We'll give you 5.5, 5.6. What the hell's the difference at that point?
0: Well, you know, I don't know him, but on the surface, I would say, yeah, he would. Because why would you go to Michigan State for the same amount of money when you know you're going to run up against Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State you keep the job if you win, and it just seems like it's easier to win in the Pac-12 South than
1: it is to win in the Big Ten because East. Because there has to be more to it than money.
0: And maybe, because I don't know him and I don't know the situation, did he think, man, the facilities aren't yeah. good enough here, the recruiting when base isn't Rock good Heward enough here. puts that my, out
1: there, it's got to be just simply now more worked, than
0: money. I've worked closely with the AD and or the president and or the regents, and this place is messed up, these people don't get
1: it you know the a coach here is doomed the pac Ch- 12 south champion is nice but it ain't going anywhere i mean i think all he's going to do is get you beat in the holiday bowl and the alamo
0: bowl i think his, you know 72 hours ago or whatever it was i'm i'm staying is i'm staying cuz i can't get the job I'd go if then I could. Then say it. Oh, he's not going to say that. He's going Then don't say anything.
1: There. That would be good. <laughs> don't tell me you're committed to the CU athletes and then 48 hours later, and he said it on Sunday, and he took the job on Tuesday.
0: All the coaches and there are plenty of them, some local and some spread across the nation say I don't comment on jobs even when we know, even when we know there's stuff out there and there's interest, They're probably sitting there going, he should have said what I said. (laughs) He should have just said, I don't comment on jobs. And don't comment on whether he was a finalist, whether he would take it over this, you know, take Michigan State over CU. Just don't say anything. I don't comment on jobs. Then you haven't lied. Well, just be honest. You do open yourself to negative recruiting from other coaches because, like a lot of people in the media and a lot of people in the fan base who can figure out what's going on, the other coaches know what's going on and they'll crush in recruiting. He's looking to get out. And so are you. <laughs> a lot of them are. It's dog eat dog, man. You hop, yeah. from, hop from, and this is really the Leech story. You just you just hop from one lily pad to another, trying not to sink. Ah, I can stand on this one. You're just a
1: frog hopping all well, over. Well, and the pick place. your spots, too, where there's low expectation. And Leech has done a so good job. So if you do anything well, you're a genius. Right. Because they're not expecting. Because
0: to- Texas Tech is like eight, yeah. eight wins is big. They're not expecting 11 yeah. or 12. He delivered an 11 and 1 season, and they went crazy. They thought it was awesome.
1: See, I think that it's it's what Brock Hewitt is getting at the conference of Olympic sports champions, and he's making mockery of Bill Walton, obviously, who says it five hundred times mm-hmm. during a broadcast. Sure, and that's where they clean up; they just dominate on all those things. So they've won more NCAA titles. Tennis, because golf, Stanford wins twenty five a year. Yeah, water polo, volleyball. <laughs> so they they've more than doubled everybody else because uh, their women's sports are sensational. I mean, they usually have like nine teams ranked in all the women's sports uh, and they do very very well and so that's what he's doing but it simply just can't be money i mean just i find you say i find
0: it a little hard to believe you're saying that right now it's mostly money you buy that well then just because, because you then always then it's tell not larry you ever- scott's fault well, it is, because no. you should be bringing in more money. But they're
1: not going to pay. The conference is not going to pay $5 see, I, million dollars see, to have that a part. coach.
0: I think even the most brilliant commissioner— couldn't close the gap all the way to the SEC. You can close the gap, There's but no you're not going to even adapt. There's no
1: pressure it to pay that kind of cash. No, we don't want to win that badly. The, the fans aren't willing to pay that kind of money. If you get 10000 at a spring game around here, and a lot of times the spring games are free or they're 5 bucks or whatever, and they don't get anybody there relative to what these other places get, Ohio they sell Alabama. Ohio State and Alabama, State and Alabama right. There's no seats available for a friggin' spring game, which is a waste of time. I've had coaches tell me.
0: This is a waste of time.
1: <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was down golfing in sp- uh, uh, somewhere, and I came across a coach, and he got out of there for a weekend. You going next week to spring game? I said, no, nah. it's, uh, it's spring break. My wife's a teacher. We always take it off. Good. You're not going to miss anything. It's, right. it's right right to my face. So, no, it, it, it can't. It, it's If they had the money, they're not going to pay for it. The academic um, people are not going to allow it. You hear Chris Hill talk about all the time about how the, the professors and the academic people are upset about how much money the, that Kyle already makes. Yep,
0: that's true but it hasn't stopped Kyle from getting raises. We remember when Kyle was making in the ones, and then he was making the twos, and now he's in the threes. So they keep paying it. He's in the fours. I think he's a low
1: fours. And he got like so a $650,000 bonus. Yeah.
0: And and I get that people don't like and they're upset, and I get the AD doesn't want to deal with the blowback because they probably deal with it way more than we know, and yet at the same time Kyle's getting the raises.
1: But not and,
0: and the not coordinator's he, are getting the raises. He
1: uh, Mel Tucker is Now getting, he's averaged $1 million per win. (laughs) Yep. Kyle didn't make $11 million this year. It's all true. Over there, they're so desperate, they'll do whatever it takes. Over here, we're not.
0: But over here, how far do we want to fall behind? Because you're right. I don't think there's the urge here to have whatever they have plus one. And there is there, absolutely, yeah. In the Big Ten and the SEC, but are you going to be okay paying fifty percent of what they're paying? Would you, you know, if if Larry Scott had cut different different uh, media. Uh, Media deals mm-hmm. and all that. Could they be at 60 or 70 or 80 percent of the revenue? I don't think there's a chance right. in the world the Pac 12 can ever pull in what the Big Ten and the SEC are pulling in no, when so, they're going full steam ahead. So there's more. You're there's, not. For, so starters, for not, starters,
1: there's way more people. Why keep knocking who live your head there. against the wall? It's not going to happen. Pay Mel Tucker $5 million. Is he going to win at the level at Colorado? No. So why pay him that kind of money? Senior day, two years ago, there couldn't have been 5,000 people in that stadium. I was there. Come on. You don't get that at other, other parts of the country. So this uh, is a big wake-up call for at the,
0: what? At the bottom of other leagues, you do. I mean, they play in empty stadiums. I mean, Rutgers is not packing them in the Big Ten. Arkansas is not packing them in the SEC. And we can't compare Colorado to Alabama and Ohio State. We got more news. Yack, what's the update? Uh,
1: Colorado AD Rick George has just resigned his position at the University of Colorado. So their athletic director is now out. Larry, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Mel George? Man, what does this cousin Paul think? This is outrageous. Why is he resigning?
0: I do want to know more. I don't feel like you did anything wrong here. Well, you're right. you're
1: broadcaster of the year. Go find out. Get your hands well, dirty
0: right here, right now. Until ten o'clock, I have to let you yell at me. Then okay. After then, that, what are you going to do? After at 10? that, I will. I'm going to do something, <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you.
1: I don't apologize for my passion, man. If you're looking for that, yeah, I yell. You got me. I'm busted. I yell. Yeah. Absolutely, I yell. I got passion on this subject, so I raise my voice. You
0: got me. The national media is going at the CU fans who think that the enemy is leaving the Chiefs. We talked about that earlier. He's already the dream candidate. It's all over social media because he played at Colorado. He's the Chiefs offensive coordinator. He just won the Super Bowl. Dennis Dodd pointed out what you and I were just talking about last hour. Well, He's a Super Bowl offensive coordinator, works with the best player in the league, and does everything except call plays for the Chiefs. I suggest a Colorado may be below him. CU insiders suggest otherwise. Again, do I think this is happening. No, right, right.
1: You realize Colorado, a little over a year ago, paid Mike McIntyre ten million to go away. All right, <laughs> <laughs> is, he is now the defensive coordinator at Memphis. This is such a joke. He's Ole Miss, now he's at Memphis. This whole thing—questions for the student athletes. This is this is outrageous. Pay them millions. Let them transfer whenever they want. Let them let them get their their own sponsorships on the team uniforms that the coaches get millions for. Not only millions, they get like three or four free vacations every year off of these Under Armour and Nike
0: and Adidas and blah, 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 blah. Rick Majerus can't be with us tonight on the Jazz Playoff Show, but... He joins us now from Maui. He sent this videotape. He was on a coach's junket.
1: Yeah, I yeah. know. They're all, right. believe me, I know somebody right. and I talked to him about it because un- he's told un- me.
0: Under Armour sends coaches to uh, the Preakness. Well, Kyle's
1: been to the Preakness. Yeah, but not anymore. Instead, they'll they'll move them down and they'll give him a week in, uh, 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 what's the place, uh, the island, Hilton Head.
0: Oh, you got to mix it up after a while. Somebody
1: said to me, have you ever been down to Hilton Head to golf? No, I haven't. Well, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. <laughs>
0: it looks good when I see it on TV.
1: No, I haven't I've, been there. It's as close as I've gotten. Would you like to take me? Because that's the only way I'm going. <laughs> All right,
0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
3: Wait, wait
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. It's Wednesday. I mentioned earlier in the show, it's a win tickets Wednesday. We got tickets for Nickelback bringing their hits to Salt Lake City on the band's 2020 headlining tour, celebrating the 15th anniversary of their diamond certified number one album all the right reasons. They're going to perform the album in its entirety, in addition to a slew of hits that fans know and love. They're joined by the special guests, the Stone Temple Pilots. This is a tour stop you don't want to miss. Your chance to see them is live September 19th at Usana Amphitheater. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at livenation.com.
3: This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Call right now, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. DJ, PK, and John Crotty, Miami Heat TV analyst, the former jazz player, joins us next.